Hi, this is Joel Boggess, one half of the Relaunch team, and you are listening to the Bob Nolly of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? We are too, aren't we? Aren't we? What? <laughs> Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, how are you? We're great, aren't we? <laughs> I, well, I was waiting for the ladies. <laughs> I thought there was a punchline. No punchline there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 18 of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Uh, Alex, so uh, today today's a big day because we put a wrap on our, our, our work on communication here, which I know is the love of your life for the most part. Yeah, it's. I have a, a silent love affair with uh, with communication of all types. Uh, it's not so silent though, because I've been kind of ragging on all of our listeners about it for the past uh, several episodes. But you know, I, I look forward to going back to to leadership next week because it's something I don't know as much about. And and I mean, hey, I, you know, I'm still a novice in the communications world, but uh, it is kind of what makes me tick. So yeah. I do appreciate you letting me have. These couple of segments. <laughs> oh no! It's a no, no. I'm not looking at it that way at all. No, no, no. It's a huge topic, and uh, I'll take umbrage with uh, the idea of umbrage. That's too big a word. I will just say that I don't feel like we've left leadership because no, if you they go hand in hand. if we survey leaders that go the most important things, communication is going to be a top three item, you know, for everybody. So that's a big deal. And I think I think what we're doing and uh, where folks are resonating with what we have to say is the idea that we're slowing up the pace just enough to spend some time to think about what actually goes on in the process. Make sense? Does make sense. Okay. So we talked about 21st century listening last time and talked about in the digital age, uh, a few short steps of how to how to structure your communications, you know, emails with a good subject line and being very short and uh, to the point. But we came up with uh, that that article that talked about being the 21st century listener in the digital age. I, I think to wrap this up today, let's go back and talk about being the traditional listener. And when we say today, having great listening skills, those skills that transcend you know, time and just aren't, aren't there for the 21st century. Uh, John Kaiser uh, said in an article, which I will link up to in labradorleadership.com slash 18, I promise 18, uh, talks about his work in becoming a certified uh, coach. And he did his work at Georgetown there. And of course, when you do anything like that, you read just every book written on the topic. Trust me, I know. And, you know, he has these, came up with a list of, of practices for listening leaders. And and you just, you just don't know. The, the, these will seem so simplistic. But I'll tell you, executing, it's not as easy for everybody. It's not as easy for everybody. Here's the first one on his list. Tell me how this hits you now. First, the attitude, he says. 
We have to commit to listen, to understand, and learn. That means we must commit to listen for the sake of, there's my phrase again, I like, for the sake of understanding and learning. Right. You also have to be willing to uh, not just hear, but to listen. Yeah, there, there are lots of coaches and lots of teachers as well, including myself, that have some phrase that, you know, says, here are the ground rules for today. You have to agree to be in the three words that I've learned to use are present, open, and connected. Being I present, like that. Yeah, present meaning uh, a lack of distraction. Uh, open meaning open to new ideas and open to the conversation, thoughts of others. And connected meaning leaning forward in your chair metaphorically and willing to understand the message coming to you. So, you know, I think that kind of focuses on your attitude as well. Do you have a phrase like that, like uh, present, open, connected? Um, I think that, you know, willing to, I, you know, I, I have a, I have a kind of a, a word. I like to use receive because it, when I sometimes, you know, if you're talking, um, your words are just smacking someone in the face, but they're not, they're not being received. So I kind of think of it as a, a hearing versus receiving. So I don't really have a phrase, but I definitely have a, a kind of a state of mind when it comes to that kind of thing. That's great. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Boy, you know, that would seem like we have half the battle done here. Uh, the second <laughs> point, put the other person at ease. Oh, this is, this is more than even listening. This is, this is about all bigger interpersonal communication skills like body language and, and uh and positioning uh and we we talked about the open office setting and the uh, and the introverts mm -hmm. and uh you know maybe maybe when you go talk to your boss now you're he's not at his desk and you're sitting on the other side of it mm -hmm. and you know less than a decade ago i was in that situation and uh I always tried to walk out around and sit somewhere else. You know, I, if I had a couple of chairs there, I'd come and sit in the other chair because behind the desk, you know, to me, I thought that somehow, you know, as accessible and approachable as I tried to be, I thought that could always be a PowerPoint, not a PowerPoint, a, a point of, you know, an icon of power. You're behind the desk. It's your desk. Yeah. Come out from behind the desk. I agree. I also think that um, I I cut back to to movies like Office Space, where um, you know the the supervisor is walking around and kind of peering into cubicles, um, sort of kind of like a vulture or a hawk. And so that whole standing above someone and overlooking their work, I find that to be um. Not not terrifying, but I I just think that it's it is kind of uh, that strange lurking feeling, you know, as someone is just hovering over you rather than kind of getting down to your level, and it you know they're literally looking down their nose at you, and that's that can be you know troublesome. That and that's 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 such a key point that that goes back to the points I made earlier, and you know I can't name the episode now, but when I talked to about uh you know coaching little league and putting your finger in the dirt. That's mm -hmm. the same kind of posture you want to have with adults. Meet them where they are. Right. You know, if they're sitting in a cube, you know, pull an empty chair up and wheel up and go knee to knee with them. Actually, finger in the dirt and go knee to knee mean the same thing. 
but uh that that whole posture is a good thing uh the third one lean forward comfortable eye contact a slight smile don't go crazy eyes on them yeah that's right yeah i mean you have to you kind of practice that just a slight smile my you know what is yours like describe it if if you were looking in the mirror now and you were having putting that smile on your face what would it look like i have i have um I have a smirk, actually. One side goes up, but I try to kind of keep that uh, more neutral and balanced so I don't look like I um, am up to something because that's what it can look like when I slightly smile. I look like I'm up to no good. So what I do is I I actually, I kind of push my my lips forward and do like the tiniest smile because if I go full smile, and eye contact, I'm going to look like an insane person, you know? So there's, you have to find this fine line. And especially I think, um, you know, being kind of lower on the totem pole, you don't want to, you don't want to lean too far in. You don't want to lock your eyes too hard. You don't want to smile too large. So I try to keep it very neutral, but you know, pleasant. Yeah, sure. Are, are your lips together? Yes. I'm a non-tooth smiler anyways. Um, so, you know, I, I, I have a, a throaty laugh, so I try to not to not you know break out and laugh, and I try not to you know smile too large because then I just look like I'm having too good of a time. So uh, you have the slight smile is good, and keeping your lips together. I'm I've just I think I, I had a phobia earlier when I because I had braces you know at some point when I was in <laughs> high school. So I think smiling. I think starting then when I smile, it's like nope, my teeth may not look right. Nope keep my lips together and you're right you know if you don't do it right it it does look like a smirk right (laughs) mine definitely does so you know that to that point there was there was a time when you know i was in the corporate world and we all were going through this huge climbing in the trees leadership development program and uh you were constantly for a year getting programmed feedback not programmed that it was scripted but people weren't encourage you were encouraged to solicit feedback sometimes anonymously sometimes identified from people for the sake of helping you be better in your career and in your job that was the purpose and the feedback i got was always helpful and always grounded but out of left field totally out of left field a bolt out of the blue how many more metaphors can i string together here somebody said you don't seem very approachable where there's our favorite word again, the secret word. And you know, even then it was important. So people, people that characterize me as gregarious and a nice guy and and all of that, you know, for me to hear, I wasn't approachable. That bothered me because I had a ton of people working, you know, for me or under my direction. And I just, to not be approachable, just, I don't know, frightened the hell out of me. So I went back to the coach that was running this exercise. I went, this is what I've heard. And I need some help with that. Let's talk about why people get coaches together. I mean, you know, if I didn't have that person, I'd, I'm not sure I would have been laying awake looking at the ceiling at night. But, you know, I'd have gone, what? Where did that come from? And I might have been so insecure or scared. As to, I toss it in the uh, ungrounded feedback pile and forgot about it. But uh, the coach came back to me in like two weeks and said, smile more. Aww. And I went, okay. And that's where the uh, lips together smile started. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's where I've become conscious of that whole thing when listening to lean forward, comfortable eye contact, a slight smile. Yeah, that's good. 
So yeah. when you get there and you're doing the eye contact, you're you're so busy. I mean, let's let's forget the whole impact of being, you know, in the digital age and all the messages they're bombarding us. The whole the whole ability to quiet your mind. This goes back to last episode. We talked about concentrating, focus on the tip of your tongue. You know, you have to quiet your mind somehow. You have to be still enough to listen to the message. And you, you encourage that by, you know, saying things in the middle like, okay, I see. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Do you find yourself doing that or do you sit there quietly? Oh, I do it. I, I do it all the time to you. I say my, mine are, I agree. Absolutely. And um, what, I don't know my third one, but I definitely, I'm, I'm a, I agree or absolutely person. And when I, you know, especially if I'm taking direction, that's when I kind of get into, uh, all right, I, I understand, I agree, or, you know, and then I always follow it up with, with a question because number one, I can't seem to keep my mouth shut to save my life. Number two, I need, I always seem to think that I need more details because, you know, if someone's telling me something and, and I don't understand one part of it, I don't want to get that one part wrong. So I'm going to, to do these follow-up questions because especially if I'm face-to-face, I want as much information as I can get out of uh, the person that I'm communicating with or the person that is giving me direction. Yeah, so let's say this is a situation where somebody has come to you with a, uh, a concern, maybe not, not a grievance, but a complaint, something they feel you should be aware of. And they start talking to you and – you realize it's urgent, so you're still there leaning forward, meaning you're, you, you're in receive mode. You want to hear what they have to say, and you may be smiling, you know, and kind of your head is nodding a little bit in encouragement. And you want to jump in, and in addition to saying things like, okay, makes sense, I got it, you want to ask questions to clarify that. Did you mean yesterday that happened? And, you know, if you do too much of that, uh, you'll shut them down and they'll they'll mentally, if not physically, roll their eyes and go, will you please be quiet? I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so just let it come out. Uh, you know, you, it takes a great sense of judgment and you have to do it for a long time. And, you know, generally folks get pretty good at it the more often you get to practice this. And it's really great if you can have somebody observe you in a role-playing mode to do this. And just how you jump in there and ask those questions or do you wait to the very end and go, Okay, let me repeat what I think I've heard and tell me where I'm wrong. Jump in and tell me where I'm wrong. And you go back again. Because there's that balance there between doing all of those things. Is that hard? I mean, have you have you found that to be true? Well, you know, if if you use the 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 style of kind of shortened uh, paragraph style, you know, intermittent question, like say, you know, you say a paragraph and I follow it up with a one sentence question. And then you say a paragraph, you know, there could be things that I want to bring up that I could forget if I wait until the end, because my, I mean, you know, old sports injuries aside, I don't have the the sharpest, you know, short term memory. And sometimes I'll say, Oh, you know, I really, I knew I had one more question for you, but I can't remember it. I'll email you later if I can think of it and something like that. But I think that's kind of why, you know, people go back and they repeat themselves so that you don't you don't miss them. Um, but I always have a problem. Uh, and you know, people see it here in the podcast. Uh, I don't, 
I get excited and I, sometimes I just kind of jump in. So, you know, you'll be, you'll be finishing a thought and I'll have a thought that I want to bring up. Um, and I want to kind of, uh, bounce off of you and I'll kind of jump right in and then I'll have to pull back and be like, Oh wait, he's not done with his sentence. So I try to not do that. Um, and obviously, you know, we, but by now our, our listeners realize that we are in two different States about 300 miles away. So we don't have that eye contact where, um, I know when you're done with a thought and if face to face, you know, it, it's very easy to understand, uh, oh, when that person's lips stop moving, that's when I get to go, you know? So I, I really do try to kind of space it out. And then I do the, you know, that I use that next point to use silence to, to kind of fill the space, um, rather than to kind of rush through things. Uh, you know, those, those moments that you can kind of reflect when you're mid conversation can be very helpful. Yeah, that's silence. Thanks for bringing that point up. Uh, I, I, and maybe you as well, but me, mea culpa, I, I'm one to jump in there and fill the sign, the silence. I've actually, you know, practiced, you know, being, you know, quiet and particularly when somebody else is not, not, not complaining or bringing to you an issue of concern, but you know, when they're, when their hair's on fire, when there's anger. Right. Yeah. You'll just sit there and it's, it's the, it's a strategy used when you're having a, uh, a performance conversation of a termination and dismissal, Oof. you know, you just say, Those are heavy. you know, no longer have needs for your service and you just sit there and wait for them and wait and wait. And then you, you move on with the details and, and all the rest of that, boy, that, you know, that, that makes a horrible day for both sides of the table. You certainly yeah, much I, more I got bummed out just, just with, you know, you bringing the point up. Yeah. Well, I put a damper <laughs> on everything. Great. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a good day. <laughs> Alex is out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, and he also makes another point. Take notes. Okay. So think about this now. And I, what I want to do today was kind of paint this picture, uh, not of you or me for the audience, but talk through our own so they can do the same thing at the same time and, you know, picture themselves being in this pure listening mode, being a true listening leader. So they can kind of, whether you're driving or not, you know, just listen and kind of picture how you might look and feel when you're doing this and then take that and go practice it. So the last point is like, take notes and, you know, I, and you know what I'd say right off the bat, do not take notes on your phone. Do not whip out Evernote and, you know, thumb yourself a reminder, text yourself or anything like that. And I use, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Moleskine notebooks and I have two sizes I use and, but I always carry a really small one, almost like the size of a uh, pocket size one. Yeah. Like a shirt pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have the same one. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll have one and I'll just pull, I always have a pen clipped to something, or even if it's in my pants pocket and I'll just go and I'll just, you know, make a note. What happens when you make a note? They interpret that as you think it's important. Of course, you may want to make sure you remember something, but when you do that, that's a message you're sending back that you think it's important. 
in addition to all the things you're doing here, smiling, leaning forward, eye contact. I just smiled, leaned forward and made eye contact into my, uh, my mic on my, or not my mic, but my camera on my computer. Oh, good. Very good. I did that for the the sake of the podcast. That's so good. (laughs) So right now we, but we set up this whole model now within the context of this happening in an office setting. You know, what if it's happening standing in an office or, you know, with, okay, let's the most important person in your life, whoever that might be, you know, standing where in the kitchen in the den sitting where on the porch, on the porch. (laughs) Here we are. Hand me another one. Will you? (laughs) If I could do sound effects. Yeah, but yeah, you know, on the porch, we try to wind down from all of this. <laughs> you know, this we tell the story. Yeah, I had to have a tough conversation today. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. Okay, let's sum it up. Uh, the attitude, that's the big thing. Uh, commit to listen, to understand, and learn. For the sake of what? There it is. For the sake of what? To listen, to understand, and to learn. Well, for the sake of communication, firstly. Yeah, or, or, you know, I say for the sake of what, for uh, whatever the issue is at hand. For the sake of, oh, I'm going to go feel a dream song. For the sake of easing his pain, easing their pain. Oh, there you go. You know, you know we're just a few episodes away from talking about servant leadership. So that'll that'll fit right, right in. Uh, the hardest one on this list for me, I'm going out here now, Uh not, it's not, it's not use the silence. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good about that now as I sit here yammering on the radio. Uh, not good at silence. It's, it's quieting our mind. It's quieting the mind because, you know, this conversation can not be one you plan and prepared for. It, it can be, and it often is, but when somebody comes in and I need to talk, shut the door, but, but, but I got, I got these 20 things I'm working through in my head right now. You got to get them down to 18, 15, 12. Seven, four, two, and then it's about them. That's that's hard to do. That's hard to do in this age. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, just that the willingness. You know the the name of this this article: How to Be a Conscious Listener. You know, we 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 haven't said the word conscious conscious. Uh, that many times. If we had said it more in the podcast, I'd probably be better at saying it now. <laughs> but you know, we we haven't really uh, used that word. We haven't you know beat it into um, beat it into their brains. But you know, we're talking about all these other things that eventually lead to this conscious listener. Um, you know, I think it's it's important to kind of take stock of how often you're actually 100% receiving the information that's being given to you. Uh, and I, and I, you know, you, even if you're not studying for something, it is, it's hard to give that hundred percent. It really is. It's all good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, that puts up the cap on it. Episode 18, the Labrador leadership podcast, part two of the listing module of this great set of episodes we've done. At least we think so on communication. <laughs> and, uh, we hope you have too. Alex, you take care of yourself. We'll see you next time. You too. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us.
with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. From Bob, 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 Bob. Hope you enjoyed this one, folks. Remember, when you're listening, make sure you think about your attitude, being there, committed to listen, to understand, and to learn. Quiet your mind and use the silence. Those are the toughies. See you next time.